initial trauma because for me it was it was traumatic because of the, all the things that happened in labor right i already was starting into motherhood with some limiting beliefs that i've had to get rid of that this is hard and it's going to be hard forever um and looking at my daughter as the source of the difficulty which she wasn't right it just it, it is what it is but having to not put on the difficulty onto this little little being welcome to the soul ascend podcast with your hosts meg and jen we're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business relationships spirituality money and health welcome and let's dive in Hey, Megs. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited for today's guest. I am too. It's a hot topic that we haven't actually dove into. We're going to talk being a new mom and being a business owner and the harmony that we get to create in between both. But let's be honest, being a new parent, as we've talked about many times, is probably one of the hardest points in a person's life, especially a woman in business. Yeah. I, 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 it's been so long ago for me that I'm really glad that Alea is here because <laughs> she's going to be speaking from very um, recent experience about how to navigate a successful business as a new mom and the harmony that she's got she has to create in her life in order to do both well. So um, without further ado, let's introduce our guest. Yeah, she is a bioenergetic business consultant and a renowned speaker. We have Alea Harris. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And although it's not a fun topic. It's definitely a needed topic for, for women to have, even if it's just so that other new moms know that you're not alone as a mompreneur. I think it's a fun topic, but only because I'm not where you're at anymore. <laughs> yeah, my baby is, as she, at the time of this recording, she's 11 months and she's going to be, you know, turning the big one on uh in a couple weeks here so yeah that it's 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 uh um I feel like challenge is just like a euphemism (laughs) but it's been a challenge (laughs) well it's so interesting Alea because before we hit record we were talking about our kids and as our listeners know might know that Jen's kids are graduating from high school entering college Mine are six and 10 and you have baby, baby, almost one year old. So it's really interesting that the three of us are here having this conversation, but also our experience right now in the present is that we're at completely different milestones in parenthood and in child development. And, you know, I I, I joke that I can laugh about it and it's fun, but I, man, I do remember how hard it was to balance both. I I just remember it being probably the most challenging experience in my life with the sleeplessness and then the balancing the business 
and just all in all, it just the first year just feels like one long day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I look back and I think sometimes I forget how hard it was to balance both during those primary years of being a parent. So we were hoping that if you go there with us, we'd love to sort of pick your brain on what are you experiencing right now as a parent and with, you know, the challenges, but also setting boundaries and showing up for yourself, I think is a common obstacle that women today, regardless of how old your children might be, is a challenge we face with daily. So can you walk us through the experience? where to begin I feel like it's like in the beginning (laughs) there was birth and truthfully that's when it started for me I know that sounds ridiculous of course your motherhood journey started at birth but what I mean by that is I was the cutest happiest pregnant lady right like I only gained 16 pounds I was glowing I was on the Pilates reformer three four times a week it was great so when I was pregnant I was like oh I don't know what all these women are talking about God, every other woman that's ever been a mother before me just must not be doing it right. Because based on my current experience, this is about to be a cakewalk. That's not every other woman beside me, b- before me was, was very wise. And I now have a new level of respect. <laughs> <laughs> I then, as soon as labor hit, that's, I feel like when my difficulty started because I was in 36 hours of labor, I ended up having a C-section. And that initial trauma, because for me, it was it was traumatic because of the, all the things that happened in labor, right? I already was starting into motherhood with some limiting beliefs that I've had to get rid of that this is hard and it's going to be hard forever. Um, and looking at my daughter as the source of the difficulty, which she wasn't right. It just, it it is what it is, but having to not put on the difficulty onto this little, little being who is, who is now here. And by the way, I'm sure everybody thinks that their child is cute. Mine is the cutest (laughs) that exists on the planet. She's cute. She's full of love. She's full of joy, but that's not what I experienced in the beginning. And I try to tell people like, you don't actually have a baby in the beginning, you have a newborn. And that's a totally different species than a baby. For the first three months, you have a newborn. Let's just put a pin, I'm going to put a pin in that story. (laughs) Alea, broken down from a C-section, a long labor and delivery, having this newborn and not sleeping because we're going to rewind a little bit to me with all of the best laid plans in the world. While I was pregnant, when I found out I was pregnant, I was going to have the best maternity plan ever as an entrepreneur. I was going to launch a membership and that membership and its recurring revenue was going to carry me through. That membership launch failed, like burned up in flames, failed, cost me $30,000 that I didn't make back, right? And we fast forward back to Alea not having any sleep, with a three-month-year-old, broker than broke, brokeity broke, broke, broke. Because remember, my maternity leave plan did not plan. The planning didn't plan. Mm. So here I am with a wonderful husband who just really like held us down, thank God. And I never got maternity leave. 
I never really stopped working. I'm still waiting on my maternity leave and she's about to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did recover from a C-section. So I like did maybe, maybe like a week, maybe, right? But I was back out on the road speaking um, and facilitating workshops when she was three months. Wow. Um, because I had to make money. It was like all of our plans, not only had our plans not gone how they were supposed to go, but they actually put us further behind than they should have. So that for me was the most stressful. Like we can talk about balance as a mother, but as an entrepreneur, what would you normally do? Right. You would normally say, I'm just going to buckle down. I'm going to work my 18 hour days. I'm going to make this work. You can't do that with a newborn. You physically cannot do that emotionally. I, I, I also probably shouldn't have been talking to anybody. I was a wreck. I had horrible postpartum depression. I was in five hours of, of, of um, therapy per week, right? It was depression, anxiety. The world was just dark and black. And I had this bright light of a baby, but didn't really do much, right? There's not like a lot of give and take of the love. There's a lot of taking of the love. (laughs) Right. And then they're taking from your body. I didn't breastfeed. I pumped um, because at the three days in bleeding nipples, I said, no, I can't. This, this is where, this is where I put my foot down. (laughs) That's real. Yeah. So I'm pumping. So she got, she got the booby juice, but just in a nice little bottle and Although it was one of, not one of, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done. Like I was trying to like say one of, and then in my mental Rolodex come up with something more difficult that I've done. And no, there is nothing more difficult than I've ever done in my entire life. It was the most difficult thing, but I still wouldn't change it for the world because it allowed me to make some profound shifts in myself and my business. One again, cute kid. So that's already a win. Second, Inside my business, I stopped doing all the things. So a month after she was born, I laid off my entire team. Sad to see them go. They're very talented individuals, but I laid them off and I was like, I need to regroup and refocus because what I'm doing now is clearly not working and the structure that I have, I'm bleeding money. And then I, um, because, you know, I wasn't busy enough, I was accepted into Goldman Sachs' 10,000 Small Businesses Program. So it was like me taking notes, participating, pumping at lunch, coming back, pumping again. Like it was, it was an interesting roller coaster of an experience. But from that place of something desperately had to change, I was the most receptive to what could be and how it could be different. Because until the pain is great enough, you're not going to change. And so the universe decided to be like, well, you're super stubborn. So we're going to have to like really ramp up the pain on this one to get you where you're supposed to go. (laughs) (laughs) And in Goldman Sachs' 10,000 Small Businesses Program, there was one day where we talked about blue sky, like your blue sky vision. And I had a moment where I was like, wait a minute what was that again? I've been such in this dark place and trying to twerk it strange for some marketing change that I couldn't figure out like what I even wanted to do. What was I, what I I was surviving moment to moment, day by day. I wasn't 
even able to look up and say, well, where am I, am I building anything or am I just like basically being an hourly employee for myself? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I was like, well, I want to build something because I'm in so much pain and anguish right now. And I don't want it to be for nothing. So I re-remembered that a while ago, I, before I was pregnant, I had set the vision to be Oprah big. Hmm. And I could have said anybody big. I said, I could have said Steve Jobs big. I could have said Sarah Blakely big, but I say Oprah big because she is beloved for loving people into the highest version of themselves at scale. That's what I want to do. And that's what I do. Not at the same scale as Oprah quite yet, but that's what I want to do. But I looked at my business and I realized that's not what I had been doing. I didn't ha- I hadn't set up the structure to do that, which is one of the reasons why the membership failed, which is one of the reasons why I wasn't able to move forward. I was not in alignment with the vision and it took a huge wake up call, like being exhausted, which is sometimes the time when you're most receptive and the most malleable to be able to say, wait a minute, I want to actually build the platform. So I'm building step by step by step to get towards that ultimate vision. So then you're like, all right, great. Still have this child to take care of. And I'm building this and I just blew up everything. It was already blown up. So that also that gave me less to lose. It's one thing when you're running, like I was a multi six figure business, you're not just going to blow it up just for shits and giggles, right? You're like, cause I like money and I know that you guys have not known me very long, but I'm super bougie. So I'm like, but about my car and my nails and my lashes. And the, I mean, come on, we're not just going to cut off revenue streams. So the universe had to cut it for me mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to be positioned for where I needed to go to move forward in the future. And so I restructured my company from a marketing company to a bioenergetic business consultancy. So we focus on strategy, yes, marketing, but mostly messaging strategy and combining your energy alignment with your story, helping you unearth what that story is so you can build better cultures, differentiate yourself from the market, all of those wonderful things. But that wasn't exactly how I was doing it before. So now that set up, then I was like, well, people know Oprah because of she's out there. She's in the world. And I'm like, I don't even have a LeahHarris.com. Like, how the heck am I going to try to be Oprah big if I'm hiding behind this business. And that's what I was doing before. So I built up my thought leadership brand. I was a speaker and doing all this wonderful stuff before, but it's amazing. I put out LeahHarris.com and speaking engagements just started finding me. And, and it's like, oh, so this is the alignment piece that I was waiting for. Clients started coming my way. People could refer me more easily. There's more ease and grace now in the flow with which I attract things because I'm in greater alignment, but I would have never gotten into greater alignment if I hadn't gone through hell. It was hell. I don't know what, who the PR person for motherhood is, but they should win every <laughs> award <laughs> every year. They should win every year because when you're a new mom or you're about to be a new mom, we're so focused on the baby shower. And since I had a little girl, it's like the bows and the ribbons, yeah. right? No one is as focused on the mother and how difficult it is. That child, when she was born, as long as someone changed her diaper and put a bottle in her mouth, she was straight. Mm-hmm. I was not. Mm-hmm. We don't educate people to how to set up yeah. their lives. 
I was talking to my cousin who wanted to, is thinking about, I don't know if still thinking about it or not, having a baby. And he was like, well, so give me the real deal. Like, what would you do to set yourself up? And I thought about it for a second and I said, if I were to do it now, I would set it up as if I was going to have a nervous breakdown for a planned three to four month period. <laughs> <laughs> like if I was going to plan my nervous breakdown out and I would do all the things that I need to have in place to take care of myself. So I wouldn't have to work, wouldn't have to worry about food, wouldn't even have to worry about like making sure I was emotionally okay. I would have money saved up food coming or some type of food service. I'd have people pay to check up on me to make sure that I like bathed and showered and I'd have someone there to take care of this kid to help me. Right. It would be like, cause for me, it was so all encompassing of giving up my agency and that transition from maiden to mother was so profound mm. that it shook me to my core where I wasn't even able to do the basics. I mean, yeah, I did shower, you know, all that stuff, but like basic, am I okay? Have I eaten? And then it got into weird places. Like, well, maybe I be, because my baby cried longer than she was supposed to, maybe I don't deserve to eat. Maybe this is, you know, I'm already a bad mother. Wow. She's three weeks yeah. old. Da, 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 da. And now I don't even allow myself to say I'm a good mother. I'm a bad mother because what the hell is that? Yeah. What's a good mother? Can't quantify that. Oh, I think my mother's great, but then, you know, she's not perfect. Hey listeners, so have you taken our animal energy archetype quiz? It sounds super woo-woo, but it's not. It's not. What are you, Jen? What do you think? <laughs> I'm a cheetah. And I'm a horse. So what are you? And you can find out how you can manage your energy in your business by heading to our website, soulascendcoaching.com to take our quiz. And while you're there, check out, for those of you that are local to Boise or the Idaho area, we have our Collab Collective, which is a beautiful opportunity for you to meet with us regularly in person and also be a part of our business directory. The intention is not just to connect with us in person and create collaborations, but also to get in front of more people to get visible. Yeah, visibility is huge and collaborations are huge, but only when they convert. And we truly believe that women in business spend a lot of time networking, but we really want women to learn how to collaborate so that they can convert to more cash and contacts in their business. So to find out more, visit soulascendcoaching.com and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. You know, it's so interesting because I, I went to go visit uh, a new mom. She has a, a six week old last night. I gave her a um, baby gift and a meal and she's a business owner. She's a very successful business and she was already back at work. I'm thinking she's on her maternity leave and she's back at work. I'm like, oh my gosh, you poor thing. You must not be sleeping. And she's like, no, I'm sleeping. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. It must be so hard. And she's like, no, I'm back at work. It's good. Like, wait, what? How did she do that? Good question, Alea. Good question. But here's the thing. And you um you should have her on your show, not no, 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 no. (laughs) No. This what you're describing is so raw and so real and so honest. And 
the th- the conclusion that I've come up with, Aaliyah and Jen, is that every motherhood experience, every pregnancy experience, every labor experience, every business experience is unique. It's different. And it's ours. It's ours to own. And we can't compare it. Mm. No matter which way you look, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard for her, even though her baby is only gets up once out of the night. <laughs> I'm sure she has her own challenges, but that's her experience. There's something I want to pin that you said, and it reminds me of a saying, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of the universe will give you nudges when you're off track. And if you don't pay attention to them, they get louder and louder and louder. And I'd love to speak to that a little bit because you noted on it. And I'd love to to kind of shift gears here and talk about the nudges in business while we're battling and managing the challenges in, in parenthood and being a mom and balancing the boat, or I, I don't want to use our balance, maybe harmony. So can you maybe give our listeners some tips for how we do create harmony between the priorities as a parent and a new mom and the priorities that we have in business? I actually am going to use the word balance and I'm going to give a definition because when people think of balance for me, like, I think they think like, I'm sitting cross-legged on my meditation cushion, (laughs) like I am in balance, (laughs) but balance is actually a constant tension of two opposing forces, keeping themselves in check. Right. And that for me is a very accurate description of the way I my life looks right now is those opposing forces working against and for and with each other to keep my life in some type of equilibrium. Like one very small example is that my daughter is very active. She's walking already. And she started walking at 10 months and like, I'm like, okay, we're and when my nanny leaves, which by the way, I should have just had that be the episode. How do you do it? Get a nanny. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) But she leaves at four and bedtime, bath time starts at six. So I got two hours to do something with this child. And she's been playing in the park all day. And if, but if I just stay home with her, it's like frustrating for everybody. She's frustrated because she still got a little energy. She loves being outside. And like then, or she wants to walk around. So you like doing that hunched over walk around, holding on to her, like trying to make sure she doesn't run into anything. Your back hurts. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> right. So I said, well, let's just go. And so one day I just took her for a walk. I don't know. We maybe walked like 30 minutes and we came back. And then I was like, wait a minute. I also need to start moving because another thing they don't tell you is that when you're done pumping, breastfeeding, whatever, all that, oh, I just wait that stops it stops pretty abruptly actually and so I was like hmm, I'm a little rounder than I would like to be but I don't really I'm carving out time to work out so let me just keep going on walks with my daughter and so now I get to spend time with my daughter we walk about three to four miles every day in the afternoon right I live in LA so it's pretty much a year-round thing we can do right it's sunny all the time and it keeps my anxiety down and keeps me in check allows me moments where it's a hard stop as opposed to like 
you know, we all time block, right? We put some things on our calendar and then we move them and then we nudge them and we shrink them and then we manipulate them until the time block is not really a block. That's more like a 15 minute time to give yourself pause and a pee <laughs> and then you go back at it, right? Like that's what happens when you do your own time blocking. I'm pretty good with time blocking, but you can manipulate yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't manipulate four o'clock. It's happening whether I like it or not. My daughter will need someone to be with her at four o'clock. And I'm using that then to my advantage to be able to get that balance opposing forces of drop the work, be there fully present with her, right? And at the same time, reduce my own anxiety by moving my body. And by the way, I'm dropping some of the little extra pudge as well, which is fabulous. So it's that's what I mean about balance being like that cool because at at 350 it's like I don't want to stop I'm in the groove right but I have to yeah I'm pulled in one way but then that gives me that harmony that balance that I'm looking for and that's just one example because once I realized that I could actually use being a mom to my own mental and physical advantage I started looking for other ways to do that too well, I, I I love that you just said that because I, I wanted to pin something before we start to wrap up. And for me, the the only thing that catalyzed my life the most powerfully was the amount of pain that motherhood brought. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people say that, but I was, it, it brought so much pain into my life by illuminating all the ways that I wasn't really serving my highest good. She, mm-hmm. she brought all the pain and then she, she, she was like a mirror to me about what I was leaving on the table for my life and hers. And I believe that motherhood is a powerful catalyst to alchemize that pain into your next level. And that's why I believe mothers are such powerful creators and business owners mm-hmm. because they are so much more resourceful than any other human on the planet. And especially in that moment. And so I love that you spoke so openly about the pain because I had, I too had the same experience. I had a nightmare labor. It was like all natural 26 hours of just agony. But in that portal, in that portal, Alea, like you're saying was, was my next level as a person, as a mom, as a business owner, as what actually was available to me when I accepted the pain and allowed it to move me. And I think for women listening, they might be in pain right now. They might be struggling, but I guarantee you just like what happened with you, that pain as a woman can be alchemized into your greatest superpower. And it was for me and it changed my entire life. And so I think all the pain that you spoke into was so necessary and so necessary for your highest good. And now I look at my daughter and instead of it like pain, 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 I look at her like <laughs> she was the portal for my highest level of ascension. Mm. And when I look at her, so did that she, happen maybe when she was like a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, do we have a time marker? (laughs) Well, uh, let's be real. She's 17 now, but every time I see her, it's like, thank you. Thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for providing enough pain to move me through it. And 
I just want to offer that to you being on the mm-hmm. other side, <laughs> um, because it is, it is a long road, but it, it starts to happen in increments and it's really incredible to see. So yeah. I just wanted to share I that, figured that there must be something to this mothering thing. Cause people keep doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you and that is unfathomable for me. Well, my threshold now is like, boom. I mean, I've, I've conquered the world at this point. I can see that. I can see that. I just, I mean, I have so much respect for mothers, mothers who are entrepreneurs, mothers who do anything besides lay in bed and cry all day, truthfully. Like yeah. <laughs> it is valid to do that because oh, yeah. of things that we that we go through, but I respect also and appreciate you sharing that it, the journey shifts and changes. Cause although you see it, it's a wonderful reminder. Well, the pain shows up in different forms and speaking back to the tolerance thing that I just shared earlier, you know, I, I think all three of us share maybe not the same, but a similar labor story. And both of mine were horrendous, horrific. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe I didn't die. Let's be honest. And having gone through that twice, I, I feel like I can conquer anything because I made it through that experience and I made it because of my girls. And it was such a gift, even though it was as challenging as it was, it was such a beautiful opportunity for me to up level and see maybe previously ways that I might have let myself off the hook or given up too soon. When you're in labor, there's no giving up there. There is no, there is one to, I kept wanting to like talk to the manager of labor and be like, (laughs) excuse me. Um, I'd like to file a complaint (laughs) (laughs) and we just pause real quick. I just need to catch my breath. We can pick this up tomorrow. Like, no HR, because we have some serious HR issues with it. We have some grievances. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, thank you for saying that. I I think, I don't think we recognize that or talk about it enough. And I do agree with you in that women, especially moms, we are the most resourceful. We are creators. We are innovators. We've been to hell and back. And because of that, no matter what your labor story or birth story is, you have the ability to become, we have the ability to become so resourceful because we're resilient. And I think if nothing else, that was what I learned through, through your experience and how now it veins into how you are as a business owner, Alea. And it's so beautiful to be able to take those challenges and now put the pieces together so that we can be Oprah ready. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Alea, as we're wrapping up today's episode, we would love to ask you, you know, a little bit about how people can connect with you, because I know this episode is going to resonate with so many women that are building businesses and our moms. So can you tell our audience, and we'll include this in the show notes, obviously, but how can they just connect with you? Where's the easiest place? The easiest place is aleaharris.com, A-L-E-Y-A-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. 
gmail.com. You can schedule a call to work with me. Because of what I've gone through as a mom, I work really well with business owners and public personas, thought leaders that have gone through some type of life transition, divorce, parenthood, being passed over for a promotion. If you're an executive, um, I work with quite a few of those. And if you just want to like hang out and watch my reels, which I've heard are entertaining, you can go to uh, Alea Harris on, on Instagram or find me on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing so openly and vulnerably. I know that so many women are going to find mm -hmm. comfort in what you said. So thank you for taking the time with us, Leah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you and we love reviews. We love five-star reviews and we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Coaching, or you can connect with us at solascendcoaching.com. 